What is going on, everyone? How is everyone doing? Uh, this is a once in a every four year podcast coming at you February 29th. Um, hopefully, everyone's enjoying their 2020 so far. It feels like it's flipping by fast. Uh, I just wanted to touch on a few things. I'm going to start putting up, I'll just get right to it. You know, why bother wasting time talking about other stuff? On our fantasy league, we have a few things going on. It's the off season, so it's slow. But uh, I'm always busy trying to think of ways to improve our league or, uh, you know, what's happening, going on, um, whether we got new players joining, which we possibly could have, and maybe even go to a new new app for fantasy. Uh, I'll cover all that, but we're not in any hurry. Like I said, we got the off season. For some of us, we got baseball coming up. Um, let me first hit with the uh, – oh, goodness – I had it. What was I going to say? Oh, yeah. So I'm going to be putting out a league poll. Um, first, I wanted to see if anyone – is everyone love the ESPN app? I mean, I know some of you might not hear this podcast till maybe the end of March. Sometimes I'll put it out. People are way too busy or they uh, put this this conversation on silent during the off season, or some even during the season. Um, so they might not even hear about this podcast or know what's going on. Uh, so that's why I'll make them – like I said, my last one I think was year in review – I made that in January sometimes. So I'll still make podcasts to keep everyone informed. But we have, we're going to have, there's a new app, uh, not a new app. It's been around for a while, but I'm in another league with that. And it's called the Sleeper app. And it is pretty nice. Um, It allows you to uh, put up multiple polls. Um, It allows us to have basically what we do in our group text. You can just do it on the app. And every time you do it on the app, instead of getting a text, it'll just be a ding letting you know that someone put a message or a player was claimed off a whole bunch of different things. And I really like it. And I thought maybe we could try to give that um, a spin and see if you guys like it. It's pretty easy when you look at it, too. Um, you can just download it, Sleeper. Um, if if I don't hear from anybody, I'll still see if we can run it through there. You could do trades with draft picks. Um, Remember how we always send draft, how we send it, and I have to manage it and update it myself. With this, you can send your draft pick however you want. Uh, you could do three, four, five team trades. So, like if I said, hey, me, Brian, and Eric had a three way trade, maybe I'm just trying to get picks out of it, and Brian and Eric want to get players, we could do that. So, um, instead of us having to deal with it where it gets tricky or waiting for trades to go through, you could do straight up right there on the app. It allows, it basically gives you the freedom of a real NFL team. And I really like the way it runs. So if you get a thing in our group text inviting you or an email or me texting you saying, hey, accept this, see how you like it. You know, I don't want to jump into it right before the season starts. You know, give us some time to where you can get familiar with the app and see how you like it, if the way it looks. If you say, you know what, no, this is just, I don't want to do it this way. We can just stick with the ESPN one. Um, so that was one thing going around uh, with that app. I thought that could make our league even better. Uh, the next one was, there's a possibility, yeah, you know, I don't, um, Jacob, you know, Jacob's always, Jacob, you're always heavily involved in our league. You're always heavily involved in the podcast. You give me, you and Dino Dan give me more feedback on the podcast than anyone else. Uh, so I don't know if if Jacob might be leaving. Um, he's put it out there that he could possibly be out. Maybe he's just 
you know, some people, they get stale with the league. Maybe he's tired of it. Maybe it feels like he's done as much as he can here and he just wants to move on. Or he's maybe, I don't know. Uh, we'll find out if, I really hope you stay, Jacob. I don't want anyone in our league to bail. Um, but if you do, you know, best of luck. I hope you enjoy whatever else you got going on. Uh, but if he does, we do have a player who will fill in. Mario, who's been waiting forever. He is happily going to take Jacob's team if Jacob decides to leave. Um, but just wanted to let everyone know, get heads up on that. If they go, hey, what happened to Jacob or what's going on? You know, we've had other people leave the league. Of course, it was Jordan just from moving. And then Christian's brother-in-law, he was absolutely terrible. So I'm assuming he just left because he he sucked or felt like, eh, you know, I don't want to put time into this. Uh, so that is hopefully one thing that will not happen. But um, we'll see where it goes from there. Uh, we still... Uh, so, oh yeah, and either way, whatever, in the Sleeper app, I'm able to put up multiple polls and you can vote on it. So every year I would like to be able to go, hey, instead of always having to text everyone or everyone has to respond, maybe sometimes if it's anonymous where you might want to say, you know what, I really don't want this, but I don't want everyone to bail on or jump on me or whatever. Um, in the polls on the Sleeper app league, um, I could put it out there and say, hey, do we want to do... All sorts of things with our league, with from contracts to uh, different theories or did not theories, different um, things I wanted to bring to the league. I can put it in there, and then we vote, and majority wins. You know, we can go out there and say, "Do we want this? Do we want that?" Uh, I have because I have a whole list of things that we kind of run into this last season. One of them was with let's say a guy has a one year deal and it's going to expire at the end of this year. Um, if you trade for that guy, should that contract not count? I know he has one year. Because it's that year, but should we basically drop that? I think we should. We had we didn't last year because we never talked about it. We never thought about it. I think like uh, I had Robert Woods when I traded with Steve. Steve had to have room to take on that contract. When reality, it's like, well, why should he need to? The guy's going to be a free agent at the end of the year either way. Um, if you trade for a two-year player, you automatically lose one year when you you receive him. Um, the following season. So like if uh, you trade, if you had a two-year player, like I got an Odell Beckham from Brian right at the trade deadline last year. It only counts this year for one season for me because I didn't have him last year. And even though I got him at the trade deadline, I didn't start the season with him. So I just have one year on him. It's not going to cost me two. While if Brian had kept him, it would still be held up accountable for two seasons. Um, so that was one thing where we were talking about, should it, should we do it like that? Um, even going into the off season, the person's kept so like hypothetically eric he's got juju for four years for him it's still this season and two more if i traded for juju in the off season should this season count as well you know should it count i mean technically because he's already under contract so either way he's going to be stuck on my team or eric's team whoever keeps him so should it just be the two following seasons if you follow me i don't want to confuse anyone or should it just be uh yeah, until the season – once the season starts, that year won't count. Maybe we can do that. Once the season goes into effect, the player, even if he has a three-year deal, you only need to have room for two because that year won't count. I think it should go that way. That makes it easier. That makes it easier, too, to make trades where you won't have people kind of going, man, I want to make this move, but I got no room. room. But that's kind of the advantage of being like Dino Dan who had you know seven contracts on seven guys, and now he's got uh, – I think 10 open spots. Or no, I think he traded. He might have got Philip Lindsay, which has one year left on the deal. So 
he might have Philip Lindsay for one year, but either way, that that opens you up. So that's the kind of things I could put a, the questions out there in a poll, and then you know we get a few weeks, three weeks to answer, and after the time is done, we could see who is or what what goes into effect for the following season. It just um, and if we don't do the sleeper app, what I would do is probably do once a week, ask a question and put it in the ESPN poll because we do have a poll on there. Uh, last season, no one even answered. I put a question out there. I said, who would be the leading, um, f- who would be the top receiver for touchdowns? And I don't think anyone answered it. I was the only one. And I put a whole list of names. You know, I put like the top nine receivers and then I put one for other and no one had even responded. So I figured no one even saw it. No one even knew. So if I did that, I would definitely text in the group. So in, in no matter what we do with no matter if we stay on ESPN or go to Sleeper, if you get a text ever in the group or individually saying, hey, I got a new pull up about uh, a fantasy, you know, uh, something that's going on in our league regarding contracts or trades or deadlines or anything, um, new rules, whatever the case may be. I would give you a heads up so you know, hey, you got at least three weeks to vote and we can make that an official rule or new rule, however we want to do it. So talked about the app, talked about possible polls, um, talked about Jacob possibly uh, moving on. And the main reason what I want to do podcast today was to talk about the top free agents coming up this, this season. We got, remember how we get with the contracts. Now we got a lot of guys who are coming up as free agents. There's a few, you know, I'm not going to list all of them. And there's also the possibility, there's a lot of good players who are on teams now who aren't going to be kept. We won't know that until um, that's June 1st. June 1st is the deadline. You can do it sooner if you want. If you know who you're going to keep, you're going to, you already got it on contract. You can do that or you can wait because you got the free agents, you know, so some guys might get traded you know, someone who might, you might be like, oh, I, I'm keeping him under contract. And then he ends up getting traded or they, let's say you've got the top running back and then another running back comes in, it hurts his value. Maybe you're like, you know what? I wasn't going to keep, I'm not going to keep him now. So that's why I would always wait till June 1st till it's official to announce who you guys want. But there'll be a lot of guys, you know, there's, there's several guys on my roster who just can't keep, you can only keep so many. That's the good thing about having 10 with a keeper league. If you said, oh, you keep seven. Like I said, you know you got seven guys for the for until you feel like it, till they're traded or till they retire. But with contracts, you know no matter what, you're gonna eventually the guy's probably gonna hit the free agent market, um, or you can only keep so many, you know. So we will cover right now um, the top ten, and I'm gonna go in reverse order: top ten free agents in for the 2020 fantasy season. Some of these I base on position. Some of them are based off of last year's stats, age. Age plays a factor. Um, team and the type of offense they play. Uh, some of them, one of them, or actually, yeah, two of them would normally be a little higher if we knew their quarterback situation and how that would go. So without further ado, let's start with number 10. Number 10 is wide receiver Robert Woods. Uh, he was on my team last year. He started out terrible the first half of the season. Um, I think three of his first four games were single digit, and he was actually like wide receiver 40, I think, after the first six weeks, I want to say. He had one big game that kind of bumped him up, and that was against Tampa Bay, where he went for, I think, 38. But other than that, he was awful, and he got traded. I traded him, 
you know, I probably couldn't have gave him away for a bucket of balls, but I was able to package him and he got sent over to Steve. And then Robert Woods went on to have an incredibly strong second half, um, putting up monster numbers, multiple 20-point games, including another 30-point game. And he finished the season wide receiver 17. So in fantasy, that's uh, equals a wide receiver 2. So he went from probably like a wide receiver 5 to a 2. Um, he did basically what he did last year, only last year he was more consistent. This year it was more big second-half numbers. We know he'll be there. We know no matter what happens with Cooks or Todd Gurley, the Rams will still be heavily involved in throwing, and Robert Woods will still be one of the top targets there. So he is number 10. Number 9, Mark Ingram. Now he's not higher up on the list just based on age. You know, he is got a lot of wear and tear. Um, once running backs hit over 25 years old, and I, I'm not sure if he's 27, 26 or 27, they start to decline, but he's in a run-heavy offense. So we saw last year he still had incredible games. He had seven games of 15 points or more. And uh, the offense alone, like I said, you know he's good for 15 touches. That's just running. Receiving-wise as well, he's probably good for about 20-plus touches. He had a couple really big games a 40-point game, a 30-point game where he, you know, had multiple touchdowns and receptions. Ingram looked great. That offense is moving. It's one of the top offenses in football. So as long as he's still in Baltimore, um, Mark Ingram will be a top 10 grab next year. He would be someone most likely picked in the first round next year. Running backs I would usually want to put higher up on the list just because there's way less of them. You know, wide receivers, teams have three, four, and – you know, you could be a, a wide receiver three for a team and still get pretty solid production while running back, even a backup one, it doesn't get, you know, go look at some of the backups. And I'm not talking teams like Carson and Penny from Seattle when they're both healthy, how they kind of split and get a lot of touches. I'm talking guys who are just like, you know, straight up backup who come in, you know, Henderson for the Rams, you know, he was predicted to be somewhat of a factor and he really didn't do anything for the Rams. All right, back to the list. So Robert Woods, Mark Ingram, number eight is Keenan Allen. Now, if you would have said this at the beginning of the season, the first three weeks he had like a 20, I want to say 29-point game. Then he had like a 10-point game and then a 48-point game, and he was on fire. And I remember for a lot, thinking Elijah got another steal, another guy that he, he kept for the right reasons, and, uh, and then he just hit a wall. He only had four games of 20-plus points, and like I said, two of them were in the first week or first three weeks. So he had a monster game. It looked like, oh, same Keenan Allen. He's going to be elite again as long as he can stay healthy. And then he went on for uh, five of the next six games were single digits. Awful, awful. Um, he picked it up later towards the season, but like I said, only four games, 20-plus points. He did get a few other double-digit games. Uh, I think just just with the name value and the talent and – that wide receivers take less. Yeah, I know he'd been injured, but he's been injured a couple seasons, so that's a lot of games that he's not getting hit as well. That's why I have him a little higher than Mark Ingram. I think if they were both 24, I would take Ingram, especially in that offense. But uh, Keenan Allen, we know he's the number one receiver. He is going to get a lot of targets, regardless who the quarterback is. There's another one. We know Phillip Rivers is gone, but the new quarterback is still going to have to find his favorite receiver, and it could be Mike Williams. So maybe Keenan Allen takes a step back. But uh, until it happens, you know, it's not like he's 34 or 35 or something like that. If it is, then I'm, uh, I don't know where I've been. I'm totally wrong if he is that age. I didn't think he was that old. But, yeah, Keenan Allen, number eight. Number seven, 
Jarvis Landry. Oh, yeah, by the way, Keenan Allen finished the season at wide receiver eight. So that's a wide receiver one in fantasy. Anything top 12 is a one. So Keenan Allen, wide receiver eight. Very nice. Uh, number seven is wide receiver Jarvis Landry from the Cleveland Browns. Five times last season, five times he had 15 points or more, a couple big 20 and 30 point games where they kind of came out of nowhere, where it would be like he had a game where he didn't put up really spectacular numbers and then he'd blow up. And we didn't see it his first year in Cleveland. That's why it was kind of a shock. You go, wait a minute, his first year with less targets, he did not do as well. And then he gets Odell Beckham and you think he's going to do uh, maybe even less with their tight end, with Chubb and Kareem Hunt when Hunt comes back. And he ends up going out and putting up even better numbers than he did his first year. Sorry, I had to yawn. It's really late right now where I'm doing this. Um, but yeah, he ended up finishing 13 games. See, there's his consistency. He had five times 15 points or more, but 13, 13 games out of a 16-game season for our fantasy league, he had double digits. Now, I know a few might be 10 or 13, but when you're in an offense, most of our teams have uh, a Mike Evans, you know, maybe um, a Juju Smith-Schuster who will rebound this year. I'm not sure, but a guy who's a wide receiver one, you know, most of our teams have a, a Michael Thomas and that's what my, uh, Brian had. He had a Michael Thomas and then you got Jarvis Landry. When you got a, a receiver that goes and puts 25 or 30, you're looking for just some consistent players to fill out your roster. And Jarvis Landry was one of them. 13 times he got 10 points or more. That's incredible right there. And that's someone that you know you'll get week in and week out good value. And now he's on the open market. So he is number seven. Number six, wide receiver DJ Moore. On the season, DJ Moore finished wide receiver 13. So that means he's the top in wide receiver two. He's the one where your first receiver would be like a Michael Thomas. Your second receiver you would draft would be someone like a DJ Moore where they finish in the top 24. Uh, he finished 13, so just out of a wide receiver one. But the second half, the second half, he had five games of 20 points or more. Now, he still had... Uh, nine games of 15 points or more. If you look at him early in the season, Jacob had him, and he put up some decent numbers. He had a 15, couple 15-point games, you know, but he wasn't doing big explosive. I think he had one big explosive game, and after that, he was like Jarvis Landry. He was consistent, but nothing that was blowing you out of the water. And there were other players out there, um, but DJ Moore, the second half, man, he really tore it up. Five games of 20 points or more, which helped propel him from probably wide receiver 20 to wide receiver 13. He is a free agent, and he is a top guy in the fantasy world. I think if we were doing redraft leagues where everybody was free agents, I think DJ Moore would be in the first three rounds, possibly late second. Um, he, he's going to be one people really target. He's one I don't think will get out of the first round next season for us. Number five, but we don't know DJ Moore's quarterback. Is it going to be Cam Newton? Are they going to draft someone? Are they going to make a trade? Is it going to be Phillip Rivers? Who knows? Um, but that's one thing where he's got a question mark behind his name. And so does our next guy, Amari Cooper. Amari Cooper is our fifth player who should be protected going into next season as one of the top receivers in the league. Um, he is the second-ranked receiver um, in our list. So that tells you four, three of the next four guys on our list are running backs. But Amari Cooper, he finished the season at wide receiver 10. And what he did last year, his original uh, half a season in Dallas, he started out really strong. And then towards the end, he had a couple games where it was like six points, eight points. He kind of disappeared. 
And he did that again this year. Four of his last six games were in single digits. You know, and a couple of them were not games where, you know, I think against the Rams, I don't really think he did anything. And the Cowboys put up like 40 points or something. Remember, they just annihilated the Rams. He had no impact in that game whatsoever. Um, but on the season, he did have six 20-point games, including a 49er. Had a 49er-point game earlier in the season. I think it could have been against Miami, maybe Philly. He seems to really light up the Eagles in Dallas. But he was a wide receiver 10, so he was wide receiver 1. He was even stronger in the first half of the year. Second year kind of tailed off, or second half kind of tailed off. But he is someone where if he goes back to Dallas, I still think he's going to be a wide receiver one. Even if it is, you know, the back end of it. If Even if he is 10, 11, or 12, I still think he's going to put those numbers. And I think he will be a top five, if not top six pick um, next year in our draft. Now, the number four, remember, running backs, if you told me Amari Cooper, this other guy, I'm probably going to take Amari Cooper, depending on team need. Uh, a lot of us can get wide receivers in the second, third, fourth round who are still solid receivers, um, but it's hard to get running backs. And my number four is Chris Carson. He finished the season running back 11, which means he's an RB1. He had six games, half the, almost half the regular season of 20 points or more. Uh, and some of them were even with him and Penny. Him and Penny shared, and he still was an elite back. He's young. I know sometimes you think, hey, he was a seventh-round pick, so they're not going to keep dealing with this guy who gets injured. He got injured at the end of the season. Um, but I think he'll be back And while Penny is still going to be recovering from off-season surgery. So look for Chris Carson to be the main man to start the season in Seattle. And, he, yeah, RB1, still young, really strong in a run-heavy offense. Definitely someone who will be uh, gone in that first round. Our top three, drum roll. Brrr, number three is the number one ride receiver, I believe, in the offseason who will be a free agent in our league, is Kenny Galladay. He finished the season wide receiver seven. That's the best on here. The one right behind him was Keenan Allen, who was lower on the list. I'd still rather have Amari Cooper or DJ Moore than Keenan Allen. But um, stat-wise for the season... Galladay was wide receiver seven. He had six games of 20-plus points. Now, that's the same as Chris Carson, but he had 30 points three times. Um, Galladay also had games where he kind of vanished because you get Marvin Jones involved. But remember, Kenny Galladay did that. He did wide receiver seven. He's an RB, uh, a, a wide receiver one. He did that with some crappy quarterbacks when Stafford was out. Take that in consideration. That's how good he is. Um, so I really think people, if he was a first, if, if a team with two solid running backs and maybe an average wide receiver gets the first pick or second pick, don't be shocked if Kenny Galladay goes before all the other running backs, you know, remember the ranking is just based on position and need, but yeah, Kenny Galladay, I, I would definitely grab him. He's, he's a great, great player and still not probably haven't even hit his prime yet. Number two, Leonard Fournette. He finished the season RB8, but he had five games of 20 points or more. And remember, that was on a very, at times, mediocre Jacksonville Jaguar offense. Fournette would be good, too. I watched some of their games, and Fournette would be, you know, he maybe get a half a dozen carries or even a 10 carries for three yards or less, and then he'd have like a big 25-yard run. And then later in the game, have a big 70-yard run. And so he reminds me of Saquon Barkley is that, at, they, they're not out there going um, like Chris Carson at times. He'll go out there, get you four yards, then get you six yards. But he's not, rarely do I remember him breaking 
45, 50 yard runs. Uh, that's that's what Fournette would do. Fournette would go out there. You would look at him. I remember one game against the Titans last year where I'm looking at him like, man, he's not doing nothing. He was averaging like 2.9 per carry throughout the whole game. It was the third quarter. He'd already had like 15, 16 carries. And then, and then he had a huge like 45-yard run. And you're like, dude, he's almost at 100 yards now, you know, because he almost had 45 already on like 15 carries. So it was terrible. And then he had a huge run. And he did a lot of that in the season. So Leonard Fournette. I think he would be the first pick overall, if not for our number one player, um, just in the fact that they're both running backs. But he finished the season RB8. So Leonard Fournette, open market, not for much longer. I wonder how long he'll be kept. And now our top player, we should all know this. I know some might have forgot all the lists, but the guy I talked about the most throughout the season, being a big free agent, and that is Dalvin Cook of the Minnesota Vikings. Been hurt several times. Nothing big last year. He did get hurt a little bit here and there, bumps and bruises, but no season-ending injury, no major surgery throughout the season. And before week 11, I believe he was RB2 or 3, back and forth. He was up there, man. I mean, he was the reason Jacob at one point was 9-1. and one. You know, he had Dalvin Cook. Look at the guys on this list. Let's see, who did he have? Jacob had DJ Moore and Dalvin Cook, those two. So he had two of the top free, pending free agents. Um, DJ Moore, he let go later after all his halfway point season. But Dalvin Cook, he had all year. Almost got him to a title. He made the final four. Just couldn't get it in there. But before week 11, yeah, he was RB2 or 3. After that, he did have um, a couple small injuries. Um, and he after that, I think he had no more. This, three of his last four games, he had no 20-carry games. He had an 18-carry game. Uh, bookend by two nine carry games because he wasn't 100 percent and the game just wasn't going that way and they were also trying to rest him up for the playoffs that were around the corner so that kind of hurt his overall numbers to end the season but he was trust me he was much better than that he is a championship carrying running back for fantasy so i can promise you if i get the first pick it's going to be dalvin cook regardless of what running backs i have right now i would not take Mm, looking at that list, unless, like I said, unless you are like Brian, who's going to have Zeke Elliott, and then I can't remember Brian's other running back. He might, I can't remember who he has, but he's going to have, if you already got two running backs, you might say, you know what, I could take Kenny Galladay, uh, maybe uh, if it's Austin, he might grab Amari Cooper early because he's a big Cowboy fan, and he's hating always having to cheer against Amari Cooper. You know, you love cheering for your guy and your team. But other than that, if it's if it's anyone like me, uh, or a lot of half the other league that does, you know, we don't have dominating running backs. Dalvin Cook is definitely a, you get Dalvin Cook and he stays healthy all year, you're going to probably make the playoffs unless you just whiff on the rest of the draft. You know, he's just like uh, someone that, that will consistently carry you. So that is the list. He, oh yeah, at the end of the season, Dalvin Cook finished RB6. But like I said, until before week 11, he was RB2 and 3 back and forth week to week. Um, but to end the season, it was RB6, which is still an RB1. Like I said, you're going to get your money's worth. I can't see anyone coming out of the draft that is bigger impact than Dalvin Cook. A proven running back about to hit his prime on a great offense that can pass and run and has a solid defense. They have everything you're looking for. Um, so let's knock on wood and hope he has a healthy offseason and a healthy preseason. But that is my list of the top 10 or top 10 free agents. Like I said, I will post it to our Facebook. 
um, just so you know. I mean, you can always look at the teams. Some of the teams I need to update, like I said, players have been traded, um, but the main thing is all the contracts. Oh, another one I didn't put on here because I don't really think everyone on this list, other than maybe, like I said, it's all about team need. It's all about team need. But Keenan Allen... Robert Woods might be the only one I might not draft over him. James Conner. Conner from the Steelers. Uh, Christian acquired him in a trade, but he had a two-year deal, and Austin uh, ate the contract, so he is officially a free agent. So James Conner will be out there as well. He's a he's a good running back. You know, he had some injuries, and that Steeler team was absolutely awful. So we'll see if – I mean, not absolutely awful. They were one game away from the playoffs, so not terrible. But we'll see if uh, – if the Steelers do anything with the running back in the offseason, if not, Connor's a very strong off uh, option out there. And, you know, I might draft Connor over Robert Woods, but everyone else on this list, uh, I would believe I would take over Connor. That's why I didn't put Connor in top 10 list of free agents in this offseason. So um, I think that's it. I covered everything that is kind of newsworthy right now. I know XFL, we, you know, uh, we talk about XFL. A lot of people don't like it. I get it. You know, I've been watching some of the games. I don't catch every game. I'll watch the games. I record LA, watch them later. Um, but I think it's I think it's decent football. You know, I think it's a step. These guys are. Um, remember, there are, a lot of them are, are excellent players in college. To me, it's like a minor league, and to see some of these guys um, go out there and you know some of their names. You know, some of them you don't. Uh, it's good to get to know these guys. I enjoy it. I enjoy the football. Um, I think the TVs do a great job with it. So we'll see if XFL sticks around. Um, and that's it. Like I said, we always have uh, openings for Baseball League if anyone wants to play in them. We have eight team. Probably would want to go 10. Don't want to get bigger than that. Uh, but no one else really wants to join. I know a lot A lot of us just love fantasy football. Um, or you wouldn't be listening to this podcast. So have a good weekend. Enjoy your February 29th. Because you never know, the next one won't be around for another four years. So it'll be a while. So uh, enjoy that day today. Be safe. And Dino Dan, see you Monday um, when you coach my kids. And you're doing a great job. All right. Shout out to Dino Dan and, and his great coaching staff. You too, Austin, if you're listening. You guys did an amazing job. All right. Peace.